Lennon, I block the murder. Today's daf is daf. Samach, Ahmed Aleph. Excuse me. And I guess we can say Happy New Year. As the Rebbe told Rebbe Leibur Groner that Hashem Gispar Bixayv Amim Hashem counts also the Goyish dates, so we can say Happy New Year. Anyway. We are up to the Gemari on top of the page. The last thing we learned about was if somebody sent a torch in the hands of a very responsible and a cheder shayt for cotton. And um, and basically we said is that you in a, in, a, in a court of law, you'd be exempt. But in the court of the Abishas, heaven, you still have to pay compensation. But if you sent in the hand of an, of an intelligent person, they're the ones who are responsible. Okay, so the Gemari said, They're the ones who are responsible. Top of the page, second line from the top. The one who uses the word liba, it says in the Mishnah then afterwards that um, if um, <clears throat> if another person, a third party came along and he fanned the flame and caused the fire to, you know, to increase, that person is liable. And we use the word liba, fanning the flame. So the one who uses the word liba, is not making an error. We use the word niba for the same thing, is not making an error, for exposing the flame. Hashem descended there in the snare. And it said, open flame. As the word open, the chesivit says, he created the openness of your lips when your lips open and close. Okay, then it says, but what happens, the Mishnah concludes, what happens if leaves a haruach, it was the wind that caused the fire to be fanned and flame, then cool up and then you're all exempt. Says the Gemara, Torah we learned, and this Gemara here, we learned an important halach, as we'll see in a minute, regarding Hechel Shabbos. Which is quite interesting, as like we'll get to in a minute. Liba the lipsaharuach. What happens if liba and it was a joint effort between you and the wind? So says in the Brayse. Im yesh bilibuyav kedel b'ayse. If you're blowing the fire, was sufficient to make the fire go travel to the next door. Then chayiv, you're obligated. The im, but even though there's a wind there, but the im labar not pot. If if let's say you couldn't have done it on your own, you need the assistance of the wind. You are pot. So we're going to ask a question on Shabbos. One of the malachim on Shabbos needs the wind. When you're winnowing and you throw toss up the stalks and the husk comes off by the wind, you need the wind. It's a joint effort. And Shabbos, you're chayif. So how come over here it's a joint effort? We say you are part of it. By Shabbos, we say if you win on the wind, you're chayif. So we have a few answers in the Gemara here. Abaya says, you're right. On Shabbos, you are chayiv, even though you didn't do it on your own, you did it together with the wind, and you merely a cause, you are chayiv. And hachamayis, you know what we're talking about here? That you were not even a cause, you did nothing. You only blew on one side, but that couldn't do anything. It was the other side that the wind did it entirely. You did nothing. It wasn't a joint effort. Had it been a joint effort by Nazikin, maybe you'd be chayiv as well. Even though it's a cause, you'd be chayiv. Rava says another answer, but a similar principle. You blew it with a normal, when you start to blow, it was a normal. Can you all hear me now? Yes. Oh, can you all... Yeah. Can you hear me now? Till now, yep, it's okay. It was like, did you hear me apart before? Yeah, no, we do just for one second. You paused for like the 10 seconds. Oh, mm -hmm. it happened by itself. Okay, sorry. Comes along, Rava, and the Rava says, Rava says the principle is the same. 
that by by here also for the joint effort of the wind, you would be chayiv, even though you merely sort of a cause. You step back a little bit, but nevertheless, over here is talking about where you did nothing. What do you mean you contributed nothing? You're blowing with a normal wind, and nothing would have happened. And then suddenly, out of there's a gust of wind. Something you didn't anticipate. This very strong gust of wind came and fanned the flag. That's why you're not chayiv because you really did contribute nothing. And Abzadis has a similar principle. You didn't really pop a blow it. You know, when you're when you're breathing, you know, you blow out some air. Um, or let's say um, like you know, you just you know, normal breathing and some warm air comes out of your mouth. That's not called breathing, that's not called fanning a flame at all. So again, all three are basically saying is in our case, is the wind who did everything. If it would have been a joint effort just like Shabbos, you would be responsible here as well, even though you're merely causation. The Khidish is of Ashi. Now Ashi comes along and makes a new principle. Regarding Shabbos, if you need the wind to help, really, then you're sort of a cause. And a cause on Shabbos, it seems that you're a chayv. The main thing is, what was your goal? And you achieved your goal. You're merely a cause. When it comes to the zikin, if you're merely a cause, you are a potter. So Rashi takes the Gemara literally. But when it comes to Shabbos, it seems the way Rashi learns, a cause, you're chayiv. As long as your purpose was accomplished, whatever you tried to achieve, even though you're only a grama, you're a chayiv, which is very important in Hilcha Shabbos. The problem is that in Masech the Shabbos, we talk about extinguishing a fire, and there it says if you put water, you know, if the fire is coming, you put water there, even though you're causing the fire to be extinguished, it's only a gram kibui. You're only causing it to be extinguished, and therefore you are potter. So we see clearly from there by Shabbos, grama is potter. How can you tell me here that in Shabbos, Grama is Chayyah, because Malach is Machshabbos, and you accomplish your Malach. So Rashi, who takes the Gemara literally here, that Grama and Shabbos is Chayyah, will say that Kibli is different, is an exception. Why? Because the Malach of Kibli is unique, that generally speaking, when you extinguish a fire, Mahatari didn't do an Avera. Because when are you over an Avera? Only if it's a Malach, according to most Paskim, only if it's a Malach at Sichelagufa. You're doing the Malach exactly with what you need. Most cases, when you extinguish a fire, it's because you don't want the fire. You want to um, you want to save your pots and pans over there. You want to save the rest of the wick. You want to save the oil. So you're doing the malacha with one thing, extinguishing the fire, but you want for another purpose. That's called the malacha shein sichel gufa and matayri not chayiv. So kibu is only with rabbanon. Ah, the only time that matayri yechayiv for extinguishing fire is if you have a piece of wood, you, you know, it's burning and you extinguish it because you want the part that's burning to turn into coal so that you use it as coal. So therefore the extinguishing and the and the part that you want is the same. But mo or, or a wick, you want you're lighting it and extinguish it right away so that when you light it again, it should burn better. So you're doing it for that very section of the wick that you're extinguishing. Otherwise, every time you extinguish a fire, it's a malacha, you're extinguishing this part of the fire to save the rest of the wick, save the rest of the oil, save the pots and pans that shouldn't get burnt. So therefore, since on Rabbanon, over there we'll say grama is permitted. But all others, the Dinam Shabbos, grama is forbidden. We paskin, most paskin paskin, that grama on Shabbos is 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 mutter. And what's pshat over here when it says Blechem Achshavah? Zoyer is an exception. As the Rosh says in the, the Shonim, Zoyer is an exception. You know why? Because that's how the Malach is done. How do you do winnowing? You need the wind together with you tossing in the air that it works together. That's the Malach. If that's the formula for the Malach, then of course, if, if you're partnership, you're chai. But all other Malachas, if, you, if you're only a cause, you're potent. This is very important in Shabbos. For example, you open your fridge on Shabbos and now warm air comes in, causes the motor to go on. You take water from your hot urn, because you took out some of the water, whatever it is, the, 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 it, it, it starts heating again in a couple. Of, and we are saying, you're allowed to do that. Most people hold you allowed to do that in Shabbos. Why? Because you're only a grama. What's the definition of a grama? 
And one of the definitions of Rami is a delay. It doesn't happen instantaneously. And that's another shot that some people want to say. When you zayi baruach, as you toss it in the air, the wind knocks it out straight away. So therefore, that's not really a grama because it's happening instantaneously. When is a grama? If it doesn't have to happen straight away, if it happens a few seconds later, then I didn't do the malacha. I caused the malacha to happen. And that's why you let open the fridge, and that's why you let open the urn. Even though that some people are machmed, they will not open the fridge unless the motor is working, or the urn only while it's on, or opening a stove only while the fire is on. But the, the vast majority are not machmed. Why? Because we say it's a getter of grumma. It's a, you're only a cause, and what's the definition of cause? The delay. And even though sometimes you 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 know you you turn you, you take water out of the urn and straight away it goes on, but that wasn't anticipated. So it's uh, and you don't really need it. So therefore, we say and all that kind of stuff. But it's a grama. That's a permitted. So we learned the Gemara here that different than Rashi. We learned like the Russian Moshe Shainim that over here is a grama. It's merely a cause. And Shabbos is the same thing. Winnowing is an exception. Not Shabbos is different than Zikim, but winnowing is different because that's how the Malach is done. So interesting that such an important law of Shabbos, you won't find it in Masech the Shabbos. The Gemara just mentioned Gram Kibbutz. That's it. Where do you find this Gemara? Here in Baba Kama. The last thing you would ever imagine in the middle of cows goring cows or people, you know, fires going out there. Suddenly we're talking about the principle. This is not just a, a, a minor detail of Shabbos. This is a very important principle of Hilchah Shabbos. It's amazing. That's why we have to go through the whole Shas to get a good overview of what's going on there. Says the Mishnah further, Somebody sends a fire across for Achleitz. You light a fire in your backyard. It goes across the next door neighbor. eats wood. or have one stones. They offer sand. Chayv yochayv. Shemar says, he said, say ish. The fire goes out. The matzah kites him and catches onto thorns. So it goes out. It leaves you premises. The nech gadish and it ate up the you know, the pile over there, like the granary. Oya kama or the grass while it's growing. Oya sada or the field. The law is shalom. You shalom. You have to pay for um. For the entire thing, Hamavis Abe, the one who lifts. Why do we need so many examples in the Pasik? Because I'm on a creating thorns, goddish, a pile, comma, and the and the, and the grains while it's growing inside in the field. Four different examples. Give us one, that's sufficient. Said what we need all four. Because I'm on a creating thorns, I mean I would thought creating the high one high by thorns, Rahmanam Shum the Shiach, Age Gabayu, because there's a, a fire there. Because thorns burn so easily, therefore, it's usually your pure negligence. All these forest fires, a lot of times, it's pure negligence. They had a campfire and they didn't they don't know, extinguish all the embers. So, because you're negligent, it makes sense. You have to pay. Usually, a pile it doesn't burn. Usually, when you have a pile of grains, it doesn't get, you don't burn it. And generally, people don't light it for nothing. So, therefore, probably it was an accident. Maybe you would be exonerated. Aim alone. Because I'm on a goddess by a pile of a goddess, you know why you have to do this? I can incur a big loss. I will create him thorns. What's the value of thorns? The hefts and we don't use it for the start of fire. It's about it. So, it has very little value. Aim alone. Maybe you don't have to pay. Come alumly, why do you need to tell me about the stalks growing? Just like it's exposed, I've called the gully. We learned before we hold that tumun if it's hidden. And we learned about a person who put a sheet on top of the thing and he tried to you know, help the guy, but actually he hurt the guy because he won't get paid for it. Tumun, if it's hidden, you don't have to pay. It has to be exposed, like common. I W Huda the Mechaivan is Kimba, he hold that Yachayev Kamalamali, what does he do with the word Kama? The Rabbis call the cream, anything which is tall. According to Tasty, we're talking about trees, so way above the ground. According to Rash, we're talking about even people, livestock. You have to all these things you have to pay for, even though they're common. How do they know to teach you know things that grow way above the ground? 
the word oy. Rabbi Huda, oy, he used the oy, you would have thought that maybe that you have to burn all of these things, you know, a, a, a goddish together with a comma, if you make it set of fire, and all the things burned, that's when you're responsible. Otherwise, you're not. That says, oy, each, each one individually. No, says the Gemara, uh, how do they know that you separate them? Even though sometimes we, 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 before we mention Rabbi Yenis and Rabbi Yisha, argue whether oy means and or or, but let's try to accommodate everybody. Those who say that that um, that you know you need an oy, otherwise you would say and means you need both together. How do they know to separate it? They learn from oy hasada. There's a number of oys in that pasuk. It says oy hakama oy hasada. From the second oy, they learn to separate it. But Rabbi Huda, the first oy they used to teach you anything which rose way above the ground, the second oy to separate. Rabbi Huda, what does he do with the second oy? Could he hold? Uh, he I did a kosher kama oy hakama kosher oy hasada. He learns from kama about things way above the ground. First oy he teaches to separate. The second one is just being poetic. What happened? He didn't burn food, the, the grains, the crop. Let's say it burned the plowed land. Let's say it, it ruined the stones around it. And that's it. So teachers are also responsible. Just say, you know, all the other ones. We still need it. I mean, I thought, only those things that grow in the field. I wouldn't have rather attributed to stones. I would have thought things that grow in the field. Because it says so many different examples, we know now that Sada means to include something beyond the, you know, which are those words, the examples we gave in the Pasig earlier. Now that we mentioned this Pasig, the Gemara says, You don't have any punishment coming to the world. Only when there are evil people in the world. But once the Abisha decides to punish the world, the first ones that suffer are the tzaddikim. The first ones that suffer are actually the tzaddikim. We actually had this in a similar, similar in your Shabbos and the nuns, where it talks about the base of Migdash. First, we're going to let the older people go, and then we decided to punish them first, um, allowing people to sin because they are responsible. They are the Gemara. They say they're actually responsible by not protesting and by not chastising the people who are misbehaving. They take responsibility because koyso aravim. Shenemar, and here it says that he doesn't give that reason. It just says the pasuk that's speaking for Shenemar. We live for this pasuk. He says to Eishem, it's all kites in the fire. The wrath of Hashem it is against the kites and the thorns. I have no, don't bear any fruits. These represent the Rishayim. But Hashem has to display His wrath only when there are these thorns around. But the who gets punished first is Siddiqim. How do I know that? Shenemar says Godish, and already the Godish was already destroyed. The Godish is the is a granary, the pile where you know with the where you keep all the existing grains that's represents tzaddikim they're multiply and fruitful and they benefit others will eat it says already consumed already eaten I mean the tzaddikim already punished the Eid Chaim and this passing adds a bit more and he goes very much in detail I, I, I don't think he quotes this Gemara but he adds he goes explains each example in the passing and he believes that the first example is and children in school he believes that the children in school are the first ones that get punished because they're the ones who hold up the generation and therefore they get punished. And if if so, it makes sense then why our Gemara doesn't talk about the reason why Tzadik get punished because they, they didn't fulfill their obligation of chastising because you don't expect kids in school to be chastising elders. But our, in our Gemara, it doesn't say that at all. At, at all, that thing about Tanaka Shabbat Rabban, children in school. They told them that you shouldn't leave you shouldn't leave your your house 
until the morning. We're talking about by David Tzitz Mitzrayim and all the night of Makas B'chayrus. Don't leave your house until the morning. Keep it from the is why? Because once the the, the Malacham others have permission, open and slather. He makes no distinction Like we said before, when Hashem is angry, he punishes everybody. In fact, we said Sadiq can get punished first. Now we're just saying that it's equal, and Hashem, the Malacham punishes everybody. And now he says, again. Now he says, the Malacham also begins with Sadiq. Remember, it says, I will punish amongst you Sadiq Vedasha. Which name does it say first? Which say first than Sadiq? Rabbi started to cry. So what? Sadiqim are worthless. That's the Sadiqim uh, get punished before the Rishayim. Actually, it's a benefit. Because of the terrible times that are happening, Tzadik dies first, so you shouldn't even have to witness the terrible things. Like we read, learned the Gemara Sanhedrin, that even though Mashiach will come, it was a great thing, but there'll be such tourists at that time, this Amari says, I don't want to be there at the time when to watch the Chavli later. And we had also Ramavino, he passed away before he saw the terrible things that Esau was doing. Something similar. A person should enter a city when it's daylight, and leave when it's still daylight. Don't travel. Um, don't travel when it's nighttime. Remember, it says, "Don't leave your houses until the morning. Don't go by day." Here, Rashi says, "What's the reason why you shouldn't travel at night? Because of mazikin and robbers. And it makes no difference if you're a local or if you're a tourist coming in, because the Ganabim don't uh, distinguish." Tosafot, however, learns <clears> that the reason is because of paros. Therefore, he says, "Look at the pasuk. It says here, Yechonis Adam. I mean, first you're arriving in the city and then you're leaving. So we're not talking about local. We're talking about um, uh, an immigrant or a tourist who's coming in. They have to be careful because there's no paros. But a local can travel at night because at night he, you know where all the paros are. <clears throat> and that's the main time. Others argue. To be there's a plague in the city." Uh, this is what to do with the COVID. You should go into your house. Gathering, it says, There's a plague, stay home. And it says in the Pasik that the go, my people, and go into your house. Close the door behind you. There's a third Pasik we bring outside the, the sword is rampant. Inside is still fear. This is completely describes the situation we had from 2020, 21, 22. What do you mean all these? At night, you shouldn't go outside. In other words, there was no point in having a curfew at night. The curfew should be all the time. You should stay home. Close door behind you. And it doesn't say night, day. If it's scared to stay home, maybe it's better to go outside and mill about. Maybe it's better to be in public with the other people. Maybe being with outside with other people is a much better, it's a much better way of, of dealing with it. Outside is prevalent disorder. Inside is fair. Even though inside is fair, it's much worse outside. Stay home. In this kind of time when there was a plague, and Hashem displayed his anger. He closed all his windows. He sealed his windows. You see, it says, It's clear the Gemara had an, an idea, and we also had an idea of uh, being contagious, that things spread, and therefore you should stay away from other people, which is quite interesting. Because this is, pretty, you know, we didn't realize that medically till only in, in the last few centuries. Don't know what we learned. Rabbi, there's a famine in the city. You should leave the city. It says, I'm not sure how you bring it out from the Apostle when Hashem used then as a test. But I guess the test was not that he had to leave Israel. The test was that he made it hunger. Here I told you, I promise you all this grand 
you know, presents, you'll be wealthy, a gather shmech, a bracha, and then turn out to be, it was a disaster, it was a famine. But if, when there is a famine, we, how do you deal with the famine? By leaving the country. So the test maybe wasn't going to Mitzrayim. The test there was the fact that there was a famine. Well, it says, also it says that there by the case of the famous four lepers, the Amarna, another year, and they, that's when they realized that, that Aramba, that the people there were, you know, they were fled. Uh, he said, they said, look, what's the point of saying here? We're, we're lepers and we're out of the city, but there's a famine, we're going to die here anyway. And he says, Yamarna, another year, but Rabbi, we're going to die anyway. So let's go, let's go to the camp of the, uh, maybe they'll have pity on us. My boy, what are all these two? Like a Southern Fashion, when there's no doubt in Southern Fashion, so maybe we'll leave the town. I will hate these Southern but if you're putting your life in jeopardy, loy, maybe it's not worth to leave the town, stay here, even though there's a famine. Toshma, therefore, we bring a plastic where there's the leper say, let's go. And not for the let us go and form the camps of Aram. And there, at least, there's a chance we might survive. And maybe we won't. But here we'll definitely die. How do we learn? Devil be if there's a, a plague in the city, don't travel in the middle of the road. But travel in the middle of the road. Because he has open slather. Rather, they keep him the just a masculine head, he opens he's open slather. Therefore, you should be discreet. Keep out of the way. Shalom be but there's peace in the city. Don't go on the side where the Malachamavas lurks. The key less of the Shusa, the Chabi Chabuya, the Malachamavas hides the mask and he travels. Go in the middle in front of everybody. Tell them I learned. Devabi, there's a plague in the city. Al Yechanis, Adam Yachil, the Besak Nessus. Don't go alone in Shul. Shemalachamavan Mavkisham Caleb. The Malachamavas there stores his tools of trade in a Shul. What does that mean? So that's not functional. A shul that exists and could be functional, but people don't bother going to shul. They don't learn. And the, the kids don't learn there and they don't have a minion there. And that the punishment is that Malach Mavis puts his tools of trade in that in that place there. Probably learned. Klavim, Baikim, the dogs are crying. Malach they realize that Malach is in the town. Klavim, Mesachim, the dogs are happy. Elio, nobody Elio comes to town. Less than the cave, only there's no female uh, dog there. If there's a female dog there, then obviously that's why they're all happy. Nothing to do with the Malachamavas. Yossi, Rab Ami, there's a story, I think, with a Malbun or somebody else who's a Rav in, in Germany. And um, and then he, he went to another city and they gave him a very hard time. So he told him the following story. He said that he's one day walking down in a town in Germany and he walks by this bar and he sees a guy there in you know, red cheeks and everything else, inebriated, but he was very depressed. He walked in and he said to the guy, what's the matter? And um, and, uh, and and the guy says, look, I'm I'm the Sutton and nobody's listening to me in this town. Such a firm place. They all do go to shul, they all do pay the mitzvahs. I have nothing to do here. Then this rub, when the, the guy went to the went to London, the city in London, and he sees the same guy, but he's running pell mell, tries to stop him in the street. And the guy he says, "No, I have no time to talk to you." He says, "Why not?" So this Sutton says, "Look, I'm so busy here, I don't have a minute to breathe. Sorry, everybody's listening to me. I got to tell them what to do." Then he comes back to Berlin, and he sees the guy again in the in the in the in the in the bar. But this time he's totally inebriated, lying on the floor. Went over to Sutton. What's going on? He says, "Oh, this town's a mechayet." I don't have to do anything. I don't have to lose a finger. The people in the town are doing all the work for me. They they themselves do all the Avedas. They don't even need a something to get them to do Avedas. So therefore, because they don't have to have a shul, they don't go to shul. They have all these institutions and nobody pays any attention to it. One of them said, tell us over the halacha. One of them said, Tell over us, and one said, We want to hear a story. 
his first his first intuition was, you know what? I'm going to uh, to say a story. Could look at Chumash, you know, first class of Bereishis. Then we move to Hachayz Zolachen. The other student will learn. Then he started saying Hatupu. Another guy will learn. What this is like situation here is the other a person is standing has two wives. Achaz yaldo, achaz kain. Yaldo, achaz kain. One is young and one is old. The kain, it's like kain old. Yaldo, the young one, melaket as loylevanas. He has some white hairs in his beard. She starts picking at all the white hairs, pulling them out so that he, her husband should look young. Zakena, the older woman, the older woman is pulling out all the black hairs because she wants the husband to look as old as her. Otherwise, she looks so old compared to her husband. Comes out of watch, suddenly he's bold because they all pull out all his hair. Over here, I can't say anything. He said, since you guys can't sort it out, I'll say something which combines pupil or halacha together with agadat. The fire went on on its own, and it caught, caught on to thorns. Takes him out on its own. Shalom, Shalom, The one who made the fire has to pay. What do you mean by made the fire? Just said it came out on its own. Hashem said, I am going to. I made the fire that I that I'm going to have to compensate you for the fire that I made. I need says the age of the I burned down your shalim. As it says, each of the age of Tzion, there's a fire in Yerushalayim and it burnt up the Yisaitis. And he also, even though it was the people who sinned who caused the fire to happen, it's like I made the fire and I am going to rebuild the Shinemar in fire. It says, I'll be a fire on you. So, so that's the Gadotim. But even though Hashem did it, uh, I'm going to fix it up. Shmaita, what's the halacha? It starts off saying that what the fire went on its own, you lit the fire and went on its own. The sea, I'm in this and then it comes out and says that what that you lit as if you made the fire happen. This this relates to the argument you had in Shlokish Nabi Echelon. Is fire considered your possession, some distant from you, or fire is your energy? Fire is just like your arrows. You lit the fire, you pushed the fire next door. Something about further relating to Agamar here, like Sabbat, David, David very much desired to drink of water. And he said, Who bring me water from Beis Lechem? Who bring me water from Beis Lechem? Hashem Beshalas near the gate. The next passage then says, Vayivaku Shleishes Hagiboyim Machlop. Three of the strong ones broke through the camp of Plishtim. And they did David's bidding. They did David's bidding. And when they brought it to David, he refused to drink it and he poured it out before Hashem. So first of all, we decided, I got it to, that it wasn't double wants reward. He wanted tighter. He wanted halacha. And who sits next to a gate? The bezin. So he wanted to ask the bezin asylum. We have three opinions what actually happened here. Michael Mabayla, what was the question that double Melech had in the middle of the time of war? Omar Rabba, Omar Nachman, Tamil Beishkibali, he wanted to know if they, if he, he's going to compensate all the Jewish farmers that they ruined their fields for this war. He wants to know if he has to compensate them also for things that were hidden, stashed away, on, you know, on, underneath or hidden. Uh, he wants to know what's Allah. What happened was the police were hiding in the piles and the silos and the granaries of the Jewish farmers. So they were going to set them on fire. And they wanted to know whether they're allowed to because, in a way, they're destroying Jewish property. Can I save myself with my friend's money? Now, interesting. They weren't stealing the money. They were destroying the money, right? They were setting a fire. So from here we see, remember I told you there's a big argument that there's an Aveda in causing someone damage. And what is that Aveda? Is it Aveda? So here, I tell you one opinion, says Kazela, 
Here, the Gemara says it's like exactly. You're not allowed to save yourself with your, with your money and your friend. <clears throat> You're not allowed to save yourself with the money of your friend. Uh, but you're a king. As a yid, you're not allowed to. But as a king, you're allowed to. Now, this is very hard to understand. What do you mean you're not allowed to save yourself? You're allowed to What do you mean you're not allowed to save yourself? But Rashi takes the Gemara literally. Uh, Rashi says on the very last line, you're not allowed to save yourself with one of your friends. That means is the fourth thing that you're not allowed to do in order to save yourself. Other Shem have a hard time, and that's what Tasha says. The question wasn't whether you're allowed to. Of course you're allowed to. I'm going to quote you the Tasha's, the next the penultimate Tasha's on the page. The question was, Of course you're allowed to, but do I have to pay you? Maybe there's a mitzvah here, and you, the owner, like, you have to eat like we had a few days on my Briachari. You're the owner, you're, you're fulfilling a mitzvah, saving my life. I don't have to compensate you for that. Or no, I have to pay you for that. That's the Shiloh. If I have to pay you, or I don't have to pay you. So that's how most of Shainim learn. Of course, you're allowed to save yourself because they say, we say, the Gemara says only three things that you, you should also die for, which actually is a bit uh, difficult to understand because we did have a fourth thing in the Gemara Ksubis. And if you test it, our mayor holds about Adim signing false on a document that maybe they should rather die because they're making themselves a Shainim by saying, oh, we were forced into signing false documents. Signing a false document is like stealing in a way because they're causing somebody a loss. And the mayor says that, yes, you have to die. So there is an opinion. That when it comes to stealing, you're supposed to die. And maybe this Gemari here follows the viewer of mayor. So I'm not sure why nobody brings that up. But that's possibly why Rashi holds that it takes it literally. Uh, another opinion. But What happened was there was a, a pile there of barley that belonged to Yid. There was a pile of lentils that belonged to the Plishim. And lentils was a lot more than barley. And this was the question. Can they use can they use the barley of the yid for the gift to feed their animal? And pay them back with the lentils of the plishtim. That even though you pledge to pay back, the fact is you're a Russia for doing that. So some of the Shayim say this is only because he didn't yet. They didn't yet um acquire the lentils, but if they acquire the lentils and they're going to pay back for stealing the barley, they're going to pay back with the lentils, which is worth a lot more than barley, then there's not another area here, which is interesting. If you're going to steal something in order to return, you're not allowed to, we're going to have an internet and all that. But if you steal something in order to pay back more, it seems according to some poskin that you're allowed to. And here's talking about because they didn't own yet the granary of the lentils, the question is, can they not? Russia is a Russia. Again, you're a king, you're exceptional. The one who says that the question is, can you swap over, you know, I'll pay you back the lentils for the barley. The two psukim, they repeat the same story twice in two parts of Tanakh. And in one place it says it's talking about a pile of barley. And one place it says we're talking about lentils. Because this is the story. They wanted to pay back the Jewish farmers their barley with the lentils from the Polishtim. That's a story. To burn it down. What do you tell me two different stories? No, that's the story. There were two piles. One pile was barley, one pile was lentil. They both belonged to the Eden. And the question was, can you burn them down or not? And one was worth much more money than the other one. The question was, can you burn both of them down? Okay, Bishlam and Mikuman said, fire, hind of Sevai, Siatsev, Chachalokava, Yitzili. He saved them. What do you mean he saved them? By saying, that uh, you're not allowed to burn them down, means you're not allowed to kill them. You saved them a dream. Uh, and Rashi learns 
the last line, it means that we're going to burn it. So this is right to Rashi, that we're not going to burn it. Not like Tayyip said, you're going to burn it, the question is whether you have to pay. Um, here, the Vayatzil is referring to the Pelishtim, and you save their lives. Or, according to Tayyip, Vayatzil means you save the farmer because you're going to pay back the money. What do you mean you save? What do you mean you save? Anyway, paying back the questions only can you pay back with the, with the lentils. So he says, still by is because he saved their original, that their barley was still intact. We believe there were two questions. We'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow. Have a good day.